Well, hey, it is back to school Sunday. And some of you are excited and some of you are maybe a little bit bummed that it's back to school. It's that time of the year. Summer is done. And uh, we're going to have... We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to have fun in here, and then afterwards, we're going to head up to the field, and we're ready to have fun up on the field. Now, now, there's a giant inflatable obstacle course, and, and just adults, just so you know, that's not just for the kids. So if there's something inside of you that's going, I, I want to go give that a try, you are welcome to. Go for it, all right? It can, it can take it. Um, hey, I'm Pastor Barry. I'm the, the past senior pastor here at Thrive Church, and we've been working, we've been preparing, we've getting, been getting ready for you for this Sunday, uh, and we're going to celebrate the Lord, we're going to celebrate you, we're going to uh, bring honor where honor is due, as the scripture says. And before we dive in, I'm gonna, uh, I have a short message I want to share, and then we're going to uh, pray for our teachers and for students uh, at the conclusion of the service. But also in the seat back, you're starting to realize that the seat back pocket in front of you, there's a lot of information there. It's a good place to check. There's a little card that looks like this in that, uh, in that seat back pocket, and that's for you to take. I want to let you know about a couple more things coming up that I'm pretty excited about. Next Sunday, we're starting a brand new message series uh, called Connected connected. And it's a series on relationships. Now, right out of the gate, I'm not, this is not a, about dating relationships, though we might talk about dating. And it's not just about marriage relationships, though we'll talk about marriage relationships as well. But you can see like little bubbles, uh, little circles, how they're all interconnected. Our lives are connected to each other, aren't they? We recognize that. And, and what happens over in this bubble and this circle right here can make its way through and affect other aspects of our lives. And we're going to explore a little bit what it means to, to develop healthy relationships and healthy connections in our life. So that starts next Sunday. And then if you flip it over, uh, in just, just about a month, we're going to be hosting on a Saturday night right here at Sellers Elementary, uh, a Managing Conflict in the Home seminar. How many of you have ever experienced any kind of conflict in your home? Great. We look forward to seeing you there. Uh, our friend Steve Sewell, who lives in Missouri, uh, he works in grief counseling or grief, uh, grief, grief training for corporations. He also does change management, and then he deals with conflict management. Uh, we've recognized this, that reconciliation, we use the word reconciliation with conflict sometimes, and it's not always possible. Have you found that to be true? But, but we can, there are some tools that we can use to manage conflict, especially in our homes. I, I was talking to Steve uh, Bishop, the principal here at Sellers recently, and he was telling me about how discipline problems have increased and how just a few years ago he wasn't dealing with nearly as much discipline issues with students. And, and the thing he said to me was so profound and in fact even kind of spurred this for, for myself and for our leadership is he knows and we recognize that it's spillover from what's happening in the home. And so we want to we wanna offer an opportunity to just say, hey, let's, let's come together and have, be equipped to be able to manage that in our homes. It's $15 per person. It includes dinner. Uh, you're welcome to invite people, and there's a link on, uh, on that card you can go to to register for that and just put that on your radar. Well, I want to turn to the Word of God this morning for a few minutes. Um, like I said, we are so 
glad that you're here. And I want to bring some encouragement to you from the Word of God and, uh, and maybe some instruction. We recognize that the Bible is useful for instruction. Uh, by the way, I just want to honor real quick my young friends on the front row. You guys rock. I, you know, the, yeah. It's, you know, I think sometimes the, the front row of a church is like the Bermuda Triangle. Like if anyone's there, they disappeared. I'm usually here by myself, but way to go. I love you guys sit up front and every week you just pay attention. You're not, you're not, you're like, you're locked in. Way to go. Way to lead. The Bible says that the youth will lead, right? Don't, don't let anyone look down on you, but let, set the example. You guys are setting the example. Way to go. Um, yeah, we're going to pray for and honor teachers. We're going to pray for students. Uh, if you didn't know it, you're at Thrive Church. This is Thrive Church, and we're Thrive Church for a reason. We're, we're called Thrive for a reason. The Bible tells us, in fact, Jesus tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10, one of the Gospels, he says, the thief, Satan, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. It's not good, is it? None of those things, steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they, or you, may have life, and listen to this, have it to the full. And the version up there on the screen says, abundantly. We interpret that, we translate that as thrive. God wants you to thrive in every aspect of your life. As we sang about this morning, God is not against you. He is for you. He is on your side. I think sometimes we have this picture of God as the, the, the old man on the big throne with the white beard, right? And he's just, he's just ready to like, like take people out and, and, a, and, and, and be this, this, this ogre up in heaven. And it's not who he is. God is for us. And, and Jesus tells us, God himself tells us, he wants us to thrive. He wants us to experience the fullest, most abundant life. Isn't that good news? For most of you. Um, that's good news. You were made to thrive. You were made to have a full life, and I've said it already this morning, he loves you. He loves you so much. He loves kids, by the way. You know, God loves kids. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Greg, Greg Johnson, says this, children are a her heritage, not a hassle. Children are a heritage, not a hassle. And, and we are definitely beyond the times where it's like children need to be seen and not heard. Uh, children are, are amazing Young people and kids are amazing, and God has a special heart in his, place in his heart for kids. Uh, did you know that God loves education? God loves education. I know. It's not, yeah, he does. I don't know how he feels about homework, but he loves education. And I know this. He loves those who invest in children. And scripture is full of stories and, and, and places where God addresses the value and the honor that comes from investing in young lives. And so we want to touch on some of that this morning. You know, God has given us the capacity and the ability to learn. And that's a good thing. Would you agree? It's a good thing. He has given you the capacity to learn. Your brains are amazing. You may not always feel that way, 
Like Lisa was referencing, like, did, did I have my coffee? My brain without coffee is not quite as amazing. But no, the way that our design, the brains are designed, the way that God made us, your brain is amazing. In fact, turn to someone and tell them, your brain is amazing. See, you just got encouraged at church. You have an amazing brain, and God has designed it in such a way that it can learn, and it can adapt, and it can take in knowledge, and it can synthesize that knowledge, and it can make thoughts out of that. And there's, I mean, the fact that we are standing in a building where there is lights. You remember, it wasn't too long ago that it, like when the sun went down, you went to bed because there was no light after dark. And here we are, we have not just lighting, we have LED lighting. It's efficient, it's amazing, it saves money. Someone dreamed that up. Why? Because God has given us amazing brains. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says this, Train up a child in the way he or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. What this verse is saying is that when you're, that the best place or the best time in your life to learn is when you're a kid. I recently went back to school, and it's rough. It's rough. How many of you adults have ever tried to learn a new language? In a, like, you, you bought the Rosetta Stone package, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And how many of you Rosetta Stone sat on the shelf, and you still don't know Spanish? That's me. <laughs> I'm like, and then, I, and then Duolingo came out, and I'm like, oh, this is the answer. Nope. No, I got to visit Israel a few years ago, and I was like, I'm going to learn Hebrew. Uh-uh, not going to happen. But the, the mind and the brain, literally the brain of a child, is designed in such a way that it can absorb information so much more readily than us adults. And so when God says train up a child, doesn't mean that we never stop learning. What he's saying is there is a moment in time or a period in time where kids are more apt to, more prone to receiving and assimilating information. Think about an infant from when they're born to when they start talking, how much they learn in that amount of time. It's amazing. It's, it's mind-blowing. There's, there's a scientific term called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. It's the brain's ability to absorb and assimilate information. That is the, the most simplified, dumbed-down version of or definition of neuroplasticity you're going to ever hear. If you're a scientist, forgive me. There's a lot more that goes on. But basically, when you're young, your brain is softer and, and more readily receives information. Which So I referenced, like I talked about how many of us adults want to learn a language and it just doesn't happen. But a child, six, seven, eight years old, can be fully conversational in the new language in six months. That the, the, the mind of a child receives so much more and processes it so much more. It's the way that God has designed us. It's the way that God has designed kids. And so there is an opportunity for us as adults to invest in the lives of kids to train them up as parents, as teachers, as a community, to say, we want to invest in you. Proverbs 18, 15 says this, the heart of the prudent acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Knowledge is important. Gaining and acquiring knowledge is a good thing. But can I tell you this morning, you're not just a brain. You're not just a brain. You're not just intellect. 
We understand this from Scripture that we are intellectual, absolutely, but we're also spiritual, we're also emotional, some of us are relational, now we're all relational, and we're all physical. I know when I said emotional, someone, you maybe thought about someone else, you're like, oh yeah, they're definitely emotional, but we're all emotional beings. We are complete people. That we have all of these things going on at the same time in our lives. And do you ever feel like one part is winning? Right? Anyone else? Is that just me? All right. One, and then other parts you're like, ah, not so much. Well, God has designed us as complete people. And every part of who we are has a capa- capacity to grow and develop. Peter reminds us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. I think the passage up here says virtue, diligence, all the same words, different words that mean the same thing. Uh, you didn't know we're going to do addition this morning in church. We're doing a little addition. The Bible says add to these aspects of your life. Don't just grow in one area, but, but faith, which is foundational for us. Faith is the, the, the thing, the key that opens up our relationship with the Lord. It's the thing that allows us to connect to God. And we cannot know God apart from faith. The Bible is clear about that. To know Jesus, we have to have faith. We have to believe who He is, that He is who He says He is. And that, that takes faith because we can't see Him. He's not tangible But I know this, when I stand in this place and I worship and I hear all of these voices being lifted in my soul, in my being, the fibers of my being just resonate and go, oh God, you are so real. And that's that faith inside of me. But he says, don't just stop with faith. Add to your faith goodness and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and mutual affection. And then he caps it off with love and he says, we've got to be a people who love each other. Would you agree this morning that our world leads, needs a lot more of all of these things that we talk, he talks about here in Peter? Self-control, oh, you better believe it. Goodness, yes. Affection, absolutely, and love. Is it interesting to me sometimes how knowledge actually, and the Bible says this, knowledge puffs up. And then if we just focus on the knowledge side, we become prideful and all of those other things can fade away. And so Peter reminds us, don't go down that road. By the way, this is Peter, Peter the apostle, Peter the disciple, who is always opening his mouth and inserting his foot. I mean, you talk about lack of self-control. This guy was like the picture in the dictionary. If you look at lack of self-control, Peter was that dude. But here he is going, listen, I've matured in my life and here's what I've found. We need to do some serious addition in our lives. And that as each part grows, we become more complete people. In fact, the term in psychology today is this, it's integrated. That you become a whole person, you become an integrated person. That your, your emotions and your, and your physical being and your intellect and, and, and all of the, your spiritual being and all of your relationships become integrated and you become more of a whole person or more emotionally aware And as that happens, you develop something called character. Character. Now, you all have a personality, right? Okay. 
You need more coffee. You have a personality. The, the word personality, it comes from the word persona, which is really the, the Greek word that when they, when they would act, they would put on a mask, and that was your persona. It was the thing that you put on, that you projected to people, and you could switch between different roles. And that's where we get the word personality. And our personality is that part of us that we project out to the world, that people see. We all have a personality. But what we need along with our personality is a character that undergirds it. It's foundational for us so that we can live lives where we engage each other in appropriate ways and where we learn and grow and become good citizens and bring honor and live upright and godly lives. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 and 19 God sent speaking to the children of Israel as they're coming out of slavery into the promised land. He gives instruction to the, to the, the adults. He speaks to the grown-ups in the group. And he gives the law and he gives commands. And sometimes we read that part of the Bible and we're like, man, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. And, and there were. There were a lot of directives. There were a lot of things that God said, hey, here's some ways that you need to live. But we need to remember that they came out of a place where they were not self-governing. That the Egyptians told them what to do, where to go, how to live their lives. And now, all of a sudden, they found themselves with this newfound freedom. Have any of you ever had a teenager leave the home for the first time and they find their freedom and in a few weeks or in a few months you get that call, you're like, mom, dad, I'm out of money, right? Any, okay, you don't have to say it. Um, and all of a sudden you realize life is a lot harder when there's not someone helping you out with that. What God is saying to the Israelites, he's going, listen, I know that you need some parameters. I need to help you along the way. And then he says this to the elders in the community. He says in, he says in verse 18, fix these words of mine in your hearts and in your minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Teach them, listen to this, to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And we see here the heart of God, that he does not despise kids and say, listen, just be quiet and one day when you're older, we'll teach the important stuff. He says, I mean, what could be more important than the things of the Lord that he says, you need to instill this in their lives. And so he says, these words I'm speaking to you, it is your responsibility to now sit with your children and teach them to your children. This is the heart of God towards kids. Why? Because he says when you do this, when you instill that, when you pour those things into their hearts and minds at an early age, when they are old, they will not depart from it. And so there's an investment that needs to be made that will pay returns. There will be dividends. Now I'm a parent, and I've talked to many parents as I've you know, when, when, you, when you become a parent, all of a sudden, you're like, just all you talk about is your kids, right? And you're this and that. And, and it doesn't, even as they get older, you're still, now we just talk about different things. Now it's, you know, high school sports and dating. And I don't want to have that conversation, but thank you, Jesus. Um, 
and, 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 and there's this shift that takes place. And like, like, you know, if you invest in the stock market, you know this, that you might put a certain amount of money in a stock and, and one week it'll be doing good and the next week something will happen and all of a sudden that stock drops off and you're like, oh, what's, what's going on? And, and, and if, if you have someone that coaches you and you're investing, what they say is this, hey, stop looking at it every day. It's the, long, it's the long game. You're playing the long game because the trend in the market is going up. And if you're looking at every little dip, I think parenting and raising children and investing kids is that way sometimes. Teaching children is that way. You're like, man, we were doing so good for two weeks. What happened? And it seems like things get derailed. What we have to remember is God says, listen, what we invest will pay rewards, will pay dividends. And I believe this is for maybe some of you who have young people, teenagers or, or, or young adults, uh, children who've maybe walked away from the Lord or who are lost in a season. Can I encourage you this morning? The word of God, the promise of the word of God is the deposits you made as, in their lives as they were children will bring about a return for righteousness and godliness in their lives. Keep your eye on the long game, not just in the short term and just continue to stay strong. All right, I'm going to talk about teachers and educators. And when I say teachers, I'm going to say teachers, but what I'm talking about is teachers, professors, administrators, staff. We have people who prepare meals. We have people who care for the facilities. We have people that are involved in every aspect of education. And so, so I'm talking about the broad perspective Anyone who invests in the lives of children. Here's what I know. Teachers and educators don't go into it for the money. <laughs> Do not go into it for the money. Now, the summer breaks are nice if you, if you get that. But, but even there, I know I talk to so many teachers who are like, we've got to just kind of be diligent because, hey, that paycheck ends for a few months, and we've got to just be really careful. But I know this. I've never talked to a teacher who's like, I got into teaching because the money is so amazingly good. And I know it's not for the short hours, right? I, 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 there's got to be like, if you had to factor how many hours a teacher's, teacher works versus what they get paid, it's probably below minimum wage, and it's not because it's easy. Hey, I'm going to do some I'm going to do an easy job with my life so I'm going to become a teacher, right? It, it doesn't work that way. Teaching is hard. I, I remember seeing this little comic, maybe you've seen this. Well, there goes another school teacher who makes 10 million bucks a year, meanwhile I'm working my butt off playing professional hoops and I can barely pay rent. Can you imagine? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Teachers sacrifice. Teachers invest. Teachers give over and above. And the reality is you may teach math or science or social studies or fill in the blank, languages, history, all of this. That may be the subject that you teach, but every teacher I have ever known doesn't just focus on the subject that they teach. They're almost always, and I'm sure there's a few knuckleheads out there, right, who are a little warped or maybe a little jaded. But for the most part, by and large, every teacher I've ever talked to focuses on the person. They care about their students. They're there because they love to pour into young 
lives. And that the information and the, and the intellect being transmitted, the knowledge being passed on, is just a part of it. That there is a deeper commitment to investing into a young life, to shaping and molding character, to seeing dreams released and come alive. That moment when you teach a kid something new and their eyes light up, or the, as we say, the penny drops and a, and a complex you know, uh, concept makes sense all of a sudden and there's that aha moment. And as a teacher, I know you just go, ah, oh, they got it. Yes, on to the next one. Um, and it's just ongoing. And every year there's a whole new crop of students. And you're like, all right, here we go. But you do it and you invest. And it's valuable and it's important. Romans chapter 13 tells us that we need to give honor where honor is due. That we have to give honor to where honor is due. And Paul is writing here to the Roman church. And we were having a hard time with the government, actually, is, is what they were dealing with. They were like, why do we have to pay taxes? Can I get an amen? Right? <laughs> we know why. Because I like to drive on smooth streets. I've been to countries where they don't pay taxes. It's not a lot of fun. Why do we have to pay taxes? Why do we have to submit to Caesar? And Paul writes to them and says, listen. All authority is established by God, and we give honor to where honor is due. And I believe a part of that is that teachers who, in our culture, make up a part of the fabric of our society in investing in kids' lives and caring for children and and looking out for them, that God would say, I honor you. I honor your commitment. I honor your investment. I honor your tenacity. I see what you're doing, and it's good. And we honor you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for committing your lives to not an easy task, to what is sometimes, I know, feels like a thankless job. When you have that parent in your office who's just outside of their mind, you know what I'm talking about? Who forgets that you have... 30 other students that you have to teach and they're not, their little, little child is not the only, you know, is not the center of your universe. Thank you for what you do. We're going to take a minute, uh, take a moment in just a minute here to pray for you and honor you, but I want to close in prayer this portion of our service this morning. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads. Maybe, maybe this morning as I was sharing about the goodness of God or how much Jesus loves you, maybe you're in a place that you've never heard that before. Maybe that's contrary or different to the picture of God that you've had uh, through the culture or maybe you're in your own experience. Maybe you've had a, a touch point with religion at some point in your life and you're like, it was not good. And it happens, unfortunately. But can I tell you, that's not the heart of God. That he loves you and he cares about you. Maybe as I was talking about faith and the fact that we need to have faith to have that relationship with God. And, and maybe that's touching a place in your heart and stirring. And you know, maybe you're just feeling something in your chest where you're going, I, I want to know more about that. We'd love to, to share more about that with you. But I want to tell you right now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can. And it is simply as, easy, simply as easy as asking him to be your Lord and Savior. 
to say, Lord, I put my faith in you. I believe that you are who you say you are, that you died for my sins, and you've forgiven me of my sins. I put my trust in you, and I commit to follow you. You can pray that prayer right now. And so I want to ask this question with every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, if you're just saying this morning, I, I want that, Pastor Barry. I, I want that, what you're talking about. And you've never said yes to him before. Without anyone looking around, I'd just love to agree with you. I just love to, I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to agree with you in the declaration and the decision you're making today. If that's you, would you just simply raise your hand up in the, in, in the air right now? No one's looking around just between you, me, and the Lord right now, if that's you and you'd say, God, I want to have a relationship with you, we, don't, we always want to give an opportunity for people to be able to respond. Awesome. So Lord, this morning, we're thankful that you have made us complete people, whole people. And God, I pray that you would minister to those places of us today, Lord, that maybe don't feel quite as whole. Lord, we recognize that our lives in this world is filled with brokenness. And God, I pray that you would bring encouragement to every heart, to every life. God, that we would turn to you, that we would look to you, that you would be the support, that you would be the foundation of our lives. I thank you, God, that you have designed and created us to thrive, to live life to the fullest. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here's what I'd like to do. We're going to start with a, a special group of people. Um, I don't know how many of you are here that work at the school district here at Glendora Unified School District, or maybe work at Sellers Elementary School, but if, you, if you're here this morning and you work at either of those places, would you stand to your feet this morning so we can recognize you? If that's you, Bobby, hey, good morning. I know Eric's wondering, he's wandering around. Yeah, you know what, Bobby, I would speak directly. We love you. We love you so much. We care about you, and, and we're so thankful for you. Um, you mean a lot to us, and, and it's so great to have your wife, wife with you, you this morning. You work at the district office. You're a duo tag team. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I want you to know from our heart to yours, we pray for you a lot. We feel like it's part of God's design strategy to have this church in this place, not because it's convenient for us, but because I believe he's called us to be here to pray for you and to pray for all of those that you work with. So thank you for everything that you do. I'm going to have you stay standing. Because I want to ask every teacher, every educator, every if you, uh, if you are a homeschool parent, if you cook meals for kids at a school, if you are involved in any aspect, if you are a professor in a college, would you please go ahead and stand to your feet? Look at that. Come on. Thank you for your investment and your sacrifice and the time and the tears and maybe even sometimes the blood, <laughs> right? Because I get it, you're teachers, right? It happens. 
Could we do this? If uh, We have a little bookmark we're going to pass out to you, uh, and you can stick that in a Bible or in a book or wherever you want, and just as a reminder to say, hey, we are praying for you, and as they're passing that out, we're going to pray over you. We're going to a, pray a, a, bless, a prayer of thanks and a prayer of, uh, of blessing over you for this new school year. So Jesus, we thank you for every one of these that are involved in education, whatever role, whatever capacity that looks like. And God, we ask as we move into this new school year that you would bless every one of these teachers. Lord, grace them with your presence. Lord, I pray for supernatural strength. I pray for wisdom and discernment. God, I pray that they're able to see beyond just what's going on in the physical. God, I pray that they would have discernment to understand what's going on in kids' lives What's, what's making them do the things that they're doing? I pray for supernatural wisdom, Lord, and how to even direct and, 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 and correct and care for each one of their students, Lord God. Pray for health physically, Lord. I pray that their relationships would be strong. We pray for blessing in the area of finances. God, we pray that every part of their lives would be just covered and supported by you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, so you guys can go take a seat. Make sure to hug a teacher when we're done. All right. I, I love, my friend says, if God were here, he wouldn't shake your hand. He would hug you. Um, and I love that. Hug a teacher. Tell him how much you, you care about them. Um, I'm going to invite Blake to come up. Blake leads our youth here at Thrive Church. Um, he's also my son, and he got all my hair. Um, uh, Blake's also a college student, and so I have invited him to come and, and pray for our youth and college students this morning. Before we do that, though, Blake, tell us about youth group. When does that happen? Hi, everybody. Uh, so youth group, we have youth groups on Thursday nights at the Thrive Center. Uh, you can find the address in the chair back in front of you, or you can find more information at the hub after service. Um, yeah, so Thursday nights at 630, we meet, we hang out, talk about Jesus, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So, and yeah. what grades? So it's sixth grade to 12th grade. So anyone in that range. Yeah. So yeah. this whole front row right here, um, up, through, up through seniors in high school, um, so, so if you are in middle school, if you are in high school, or if you are a college student, and that includes if you are in your graduate studies as well, you are a college student, would you go ahead and stand to your feet this morning? There's a bunch in there, right there, right here. Okay, cool. All around. Okay, we got... Some of you are trying to figure, am I a student? Am I... Yeah, I know, it's, it can be tough. Um... Hey, God has good things in store for you this year. He really does. And we're going to pray, and Blake's going to pray a blessing over you, but we just want to believe that this year is going to be a breakthrough year for you, for every single one of you. Beyond the knowledge, beyond what you just learn and, and, and read out of a book, that God's going to do some things in your hearts and in your souls and in your relationships to take you to a next level to grow you, to shape your character. Do you believe that? Yeah. Awesome. Blake, would you pray for us this morning? All right. Dear Jesus, thank you for, for today, Lord. Thank you for these people, these lives that have committed 
their minds to growth, Lord, and, and, and put themselves in places where, where either willingly or not are, are committed to growth uh, intellectually and mentally, Lord. God, I, but, but Lord, I pray that they would, they would grow in, in more than that this year, that they would grow uh, spiritually, Lord, and in, in their relationship with you. Lord God, I pray against any, any uh, anxiety or nervousness for this upcoming school year. I pray against uh, depression, Lord, and, and, and any, 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 any plan of the enemy to come against them, Lord, in, in the places where they learn. Uh, I pray that they would, they would grow in confidence, Lord, and that they would grow in, 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 in their love for you. I pray for their, their circles of influence, God, and, and, and the places where, where they're with their friends, Lord. I pray that they would be a light for you in those places, Lord, and, and that they would be able to rely on your Holy Spirit, Lord, in everything that they do. I pray for blessing, Lord, in, in, in every area of their lives, Lord, both in school and at home, Lord. I pray that they would, uh, and for their relationships with their parents, Lord, that there would be, there would be peace and love, and, and for their relationships with their siblings, Lord, that there would be peace and love there as well. Um, and I pray that this would just be a, a year where they would experience fruit, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. And I want to go ahead. Yeah, we can do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag on to that. I want to pray for those who are adult learners. Um, please don't be discouraged. But I was sharing about neuroplasticity earlier. God is able to make all things abound <laughs> and soften, right? Just God. But I want to I want to pray. I, I think there's a special for those who work and go to school and manage a household that. Um, and so if that's you, just receive this. Father God, I pray for those who, uh, and in a season of their lives, God decided to go back to school. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would provide everything that's needed, Lord, for them to prosper in their education, God. I pray, Lord, that discouragement would be far from them and that they would receive every deposit, Lord, that you want to make in their lives. God, I pray for uh, time, Lord God, in their schedule to spend with family and with spouses, and uh, Lord, that there would be no aspect, not a single aspect of their lives that would suffer because of their commitment to continue learning, Lord God. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, it's going to get kind of loud in here. Are we good to go? Hey, let's give it up for our kids as they come in. Hi guys, how's it going? High fives, come on. Let's do some high fives in here. Oh, hi, hi. Oh, you guys look so good. Oh, you love the rope. What's up? What's going on, you guys? Oh, too slow. Uh, try that again. Awesome. Hey, so these are our kindergarten through fifth grade students. If you want to get a picture, if anyone needs to come up and get a picture, please feel free to move around. Go for it. Go for it. You guys look good. You, you know you look good, don't you? Look at, this, look at this hair. Oh, my gosh. So great. Oh, no. Well, you got some cool face paint going on. Hey, sorry. I'm going to get in your way. Wow. You guys having a good day? Did you have fun today? Did you learn some cool things in Thrive Kids? Yeah. Awesome. You excited to go to school? 
How many moms and dads are excited that they're in school? Yeah, that's usually, <laughs> that's usually the case. Hey, I know it's kind of crazy to be in church facing all of these people, right? But, uh, but man, we love you guys. And Jesus loves you a whole lot. I'm going to invite Pastor Deb. Come on up. She's going to pray for you. And I, I love kids, but, but Pastor Deb, she really, really, really loves kids. And uh, so, so here's what we want you to know is Jesus loves you, we love you, and we're praying for you. Because you know what the Bible says? It says when we pray that it's powerful and effective. That it can, when we pray for you, that it can cover, it can protect you, that, that it can help this year to just go good, right? And Jesus would walk with you through this whole year, and it's going to be amazing. And so, Pastor Deb, would you come and pray for yes, these little ones? Yes, I'm excited for you. Would you uh, bow your heads, extend your hand towards them as we pray over them? And if there's any first or kindergarten through fifth grade in the audience, you want to stand we'll pray over you also okay yeah <laughs> so lord we thank you for a school year lord i pray for each one of these kids that lord god as they walk into school boom gotcha as they as they uh get ready for school year lord god that they would know that you are with them that lord you cover them you love them so much Lord, that you are excited about each one of them. And Lord, I pray your protection over them. I pray, Lord, an anointing over them. That, Lord, when they walk into the classroom, the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere will change because they are your children and they carry you. You walk with them when they walk in there. That, Lord, if there has been any labels placed on them, that those would be broken in the name of Jesus. That that is not who they are. They are your your kids, they walk in your identity. Lord, I bless them this year. In fact, the, the Lord has a word for these kids, also for the youth, the college, and those who are in school, even the educators. It says, fear not, my child, for I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will see you through, and I will hold you in my hand. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We seal this in the name, the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. Hey, can, and I want, to point, I want to point something out real quick. Uh, some of our youth and college students were not in here to get prayed for because they are teaching kids. And uh, just a special honor to you guys and for those of you who work in Thrive Kids and invest in their lives. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, you, guys, you guys are rad. You're awesome. I can say rad because I grew up in the 80s. Um, all right, so you guys are going to go back behind to, to Thrive Kids. Parents, if you have your stickers after service, you'll have to pick them up over at the gate so we maintain our security. But you guys can go ahead and start making your way out. Let's give it up, get it, give it up for them as they head out. You go for it. Boys. Gotta love boys. So awesome. Good deal. 
Well, we're going we're gonna to dismiss in just a minute here, and we're, I know the guys are already up there. The barbecue's been fired up. The, in, the inflatables are up and running, uh, and we're just going to have a fun afternoon. Um, if, you, if you're visiting with us today, maybe today's your first time here at Thrive Church. Maybe a friend invited you or you saw the, the event on Facebook and you thought, hey, I'll come out. Uh, we're so glad that you're here. And please know, you are absolutely welcome to come back and join us again. Um, if you don't have a church home, we would love to be uh, your church home. Um, if you have questions about Thrive Church or questions about the Lord, we'd love to connect with you. We'll have some of our leaders back at the welcome table afterwards, or um, we'll be walking around. I'll, I'll be up at the barbecue. If you want to chat with me, I'd love that, but we're just so glad that you're all here. Would you go ahead and stand with me, uh, stand to your feet, and we will close our time this morning. Thank you, Jesus. For amazing times in your presence, Lord, we thank you for friendships. Lord, we thank you for community, God. I thank you that we can come together as just a diverse group of people, some of whom we know, others that we're just meeting for the first time. And God, together in your presence that, that we're family, we're connected, Lord God. And so we pray today as we go, as we fellowship, uh, as we have fun, as we play, God, that your presence would be with us, that you'd be in the midst of everything that we do and say, pray for protection on the bounce house, Lord. Uh, pray for protection as we, as we have fun, Lord God, and just, just seal that time, Lord. We, we bless the food. We ask, God, that it would uh, be nourishing to our bodies, Lord, and uh, thank you for your provision. Uh, thank you, Jesus. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen.